0: Welcome to Turning Point Leadership Podcast with your host, Ron Harvey of Global Core Strategies and Consulting. Ron's delighted you joined us and excited to discuss and help you navigate your journey towards becoming an effective leader. During this podcast, Ron will share his core belief that effective leadership is one of the key drivers towards change. So together, let's grow as leaders. Here's Ron Harvey. Good afternoon everyone this is ron harvey i'm the vice president and the chief operating officer of global course strategies and consulting we're a leadership firm based out of columbia south carolina and my wife and i have been in business since 2013 even though she says different dates you know um so i'll, I'll stay healthy here 2013 And our primary purpose is really a couple of things. It's really adding value to organizations and people and leaders and making a difference in the community that we live, work, play, and go to school. And so we're super excited to do the work that we do. But this is turning point leadership, moving from success to significance. And our goal is to always invite guests that's going to add value to you and help make a difference in how you lead. And so it's an honor today to bring a good friend of mine that I've been knowing at least since COVID. So over three years, because COVID has been about three years. So about four, four and a half years, I've known her. Phenomenal, good friend and love what she does and then her energy. So I'm excited to have Shivani Patel with who owns her own dental practice and does a phenomenal job. And so Shivani, welcome to the show. Hi, Rob. It's good to see you. Good to see you too. Good to talk <laughs> yeah. with you. Yes, thank you. What I would like to do as we go through, can you tell us? I know that you have a practice and I've known you for years, but can you share with the people that are listening to us who you are, where you're located at, so they know how to, as they listen to us, how to do business with you and how to find your, your uh, practice?
1: Absolutely. Hi, listeners. Thank you for chiming in. You're gonna learn a lot, I think, with Coach Ron over here. I'm Dr. Shivani Patel, a dentist here in Columbia, South Carolina. I own my own dental practice called 32 Dental. It is in Northeast Columbia at 121 Wildwood Park Drive. It's perfect location because you can come and see us and then go shopping at Sandhills to get your errands done. <laughs> um, yes. We're a fun practice. I've been in that location for 10 years now. So this has been really fun. I have an amazing team, excellent patient. So I'll be there for a while.
0: Yes, yes. And I'm seeing her live. So I'm getting to see her in person as you get to listen to her. And when she said 10 years old, like she started like 10 years old, she looked super young. So a compliment to her <laughs> that when she says, I'm like 10 years, wait a minute, time out, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. You can probably market that and have that as another business opportunity. Is how do you stay in business 10 years and look as young as you look? Because some people in business, it, it takes a toll on you as a business owner. And it so is. thank Yes. Thank you for joining so as we, we get to share here on Turning Point Leadership, and it's all about being successful, but once you're successful, how do you make a difference and give back for other people to, to that's watching and observing and admiring you? How do you give back to our community or our schools, our organizations or our churches or other business owners for that matter? But it's all about leadership for us. But I want to spend our time with and pour value into the people that listen to us is ask several questions throughout, Shivani, and, and literally just have a real conversation about leadership the world has changed drastically from when my parents were in leadership roles and when I was in a leadership role in corporate America or in the military, and it continues to change faster than anything else around us. And so when you think about leadership today, and I'm sure you've seen changes in dentistry as well, and and hiring people and retaining people and how you communicate with people, what have you, what do you see as like the new leaders, What are three to five skills you think the new leaders that are going to lead in the future need to actually embrace and learn, dealing with what they got to deal with differently than we ever had to deal with?
1: I think one of the top things is the word connection, because oftentimes leaders are so separated from their pack. And some have superiority complexes and some think they're better than the team that they run and manage. And I think connection is important if you know who you're working with you know how to let them shine and when your team shines you will shine
0: wow so you so wait a minute Shivani so you're telling us to break this old rule of keeping yourself don't let them get too close to you don't let them know you that well you're asking us to break that policy of keeping ourselves separate they don't re, do we really want them to be that close and know that much or do you want us to you what you're saying is you want us to be closer to our people
1: yes close not too close to where they know what color <laughs> socks you wear every day <laughs> yes <laughs> to where you have a human connection because when they believe that you actually care about them because most leaders care so much about their teams but have a terrible way of showing it but find ways to connect with your team find things that you all like to do and yes you have to come out of that shell of i'm not allowed to talk to my employees yes you are
0: yes and you're spot on find some way to connect with your people because leaders do care about their people but i can tell you that they i don't know if it's been taught well to show you care about your people without feeling like it's mushy and and, and I'm being too soft and I'm being too kind and I'm being too friendly. They've always kept this real, um, this this way of showing up, like they don't want them to see their real feelings and emotions and they got to keep this game face on. Don't want to mess with me type of mentality. So you're exactly right. How do you connect now, which is going to be required, to connect with your workforce. What else do you think some of the leaders that are going to be leading that are coming out of USC, coming out of these colleges and coming into organizations, what else would they have to do differently than your parents that run a business? What else would they have to do different than our parents had to do?
1: Kind of to tag along with connection is empathy and compassion. We have to be humans together. But with that, like you said, you some people go really overboard with that. And they're yes. best friends with their entire team and lines get crossed and it gets really hairy. But I think having a professional workplace, you can still find a way to make that work. And you're going through school, so many years of schooling, you're so rigid, so strict. The books are everything you have to learn, you have to do well in your tests, you have to excel, but nobody actually talks about how to communicate. And that is a huge thing. Keep that door open, no matter what. My team has recently come to me over the past two months with some very personal things that they were like, hey, I want to share this about me so you know what's happening in my life. And to me, that is a leader high five for sure. Yeah.
0: Wow, yeah, yeah, which leads us into the next space. You're in a role, you've been in like your practice for 10 years and you've already know that you're going to be there for a long time. That's your goal is to be there. You're not going anywhere, which is important for us as a community that you don't go anywhere. What do you think has helped you over the years? And I'm sure you have your growing pains and COVID happened and you had staff and you changed staff. What has helped you be effective over the years as a leader?
1: I think listening to people, listening to my patients, what some of the things that they expect in a dental office, some of the things that they really like that we do well, let's continue to do those and build on that. Team selection is huge. Oftentimes people in the medical setting will hire people and require X amount of years of experience. I jumped out of the box on that. I went hard out of the box and hired two team members from a vet office. And that was really hard because I thought, I don't know that they're gonna learn dental, but they are smart. They're so smart, so driven and their people skills are excellent. So I took a chance on them and they have been shining so bright. Like it's been really fun to watch them grow out of their comfort zones
0: so another thing that shows up in that conversation, I'm a certified coach, and I listen to the words that people say, you took a risk. Are you suggesting that leaders, are, in order to be effective, will have to take risk? Absolutely. How challenging is that? So when you took that risk, were you nervous or was it just easy breezy? Or did you dive right in and say, I'm going to take this risk and I'm cool, calm and, and collective? Or were you nervous about it? Because risks are part of being a leadership. But how would well did you help though taking those risks?
1: If you're making a decision and you're not nervous, you're not making a proper decision. You have to be nervous
0: about these things.
1: (laughs) And I think for me at that point, I think I had hired people with experience that maybe didn't have a passion for the role that they were in. So I thought, why don't I switch that and find the people that are passionate about their roles and teach them the skill set. If they're passionate about it, if you love something, you're going to learn about it.
0: Wow. Yeah. So leaders, if you're listening, if you can hire people that have a passion for something, you can develop the skill set. And so making the connection, making them feel valued and they want to do it, people will learn a lot if they're passionate about it. So find out what their passion is and hire that. Here's what I, what I would say for on this, Shivani. I've learned over time that people get hired because of their resume or how smart they are. But people get fired because of their lack of connecting with other people. So your resume and your skill set will get you in the door. Your lack of people skills, will they'll show you the exit door because once you get into the organization, it's all about people. So I, I will tell you to continue to get your education and make sure your resume looks good. But once you get into a leadership role, you got to have an ability to connect, cooperate and elevate people.
1: Agreed. Agreed. Yeah.
0: So what do you think for in your industry? What's made you effective? Because medical industry, anything in the medical field can sometimes be very challenging for leadership. Because you spend so much time learning the occupation years and years. And I've met some people in medical that said they didn't learn a lot of leadership or, if you will, bedside manners or how to deal with people. It can be brutal sometimes in medical. What did you do to make you so effective in the medical field, in that industry as a leader?
1: I decided to take an extra year of training after dental school and did a one-year residency at Palmetto Health Richland here in Columbia. And that taught me so much about how to treat patients, how to take care of people, how to work with colleagues, because they, you're right, they don't teach you any of that in school. And I really wish, honestly, if I were to go back and I would recommend things for future dentists or future medical leaders, take business classes. Figure some of this stuff out before you actually are trial by fire. <laughs> yes,
0: yeah. I think we just came up with a new module to put it into medical or dentistry that we can make that recommendation. If you use that, just make sure you call Shivani and Ron and say we gave you the idea and give us credit for it. And we'll be happy to come and help you figure out how to do it as well. But I totally yeah. agree that leadership is a part of it outside of your skill set. So thanks for sharing that. So as you see the challenges, what do you think are some of the challenges that future leaders will have? There are five generations in the workforce, and I don't know how many more we'll add to that. But going forward, what are some of the challenges that you think leaders will face so they don't get caught off guard? Oh,
1: that's a tough one. I think staffing is number one. We have to change how we're hiring people. And I think we just talked touched on that a little bit before of the way we're hiring people, it's not just strictly resume stuff. I've chased somebody out in the parking lot that dropped off a resume once. I was like, man, her resume looks good. Can I meet her? So my front office ran out grabbed the person, brought them back in. And we had a 20-minute conversation, just chit-chatting. It wasn't even an interview. And I thought, this is a good person. And once again, went out on a limb, offered them the position. They took it. And it's been fun. It's been really yeah. fun. So I think figuring out how to hire, who to lean on training of how to hire. There's so many protocols out there, but I think the shift is more on people and their personal skill set based versus their actual academic skill set. Because like you said, you can teach people stuff. You can teach people if they wanted to learn it.
0: Yeah. And I have to say for everyone that's listening, Shivani not only says this, but she actually lives it out. I've had an opportunity to work with her and her team and she's constantly trying to learn. She's constantly trying to figure out how to be a great leader, not just a great dentist. She's actually working hard on how to take care of her team, how to communicate them, how to deal with conflict and how to deal with turnover and how to deal with things that she had to learn to really have a successful winning culture in her organization. So I will tell you, it's super important as a leader that you continue to learn Continue to do something at least annually where you get better, not just in your skill set or your trade, but from the aspect of taking care of people. And I've watched you do that, Giovanni, over and over again. We've had many lunches and coffees and conversations about how do you show up, not just as a business owner, but how do you show up as a great leader for your people? I applaud you for that. So what advice would you give someone else struggling with turnover? Because it's real. And I'm sure you've had your cases where people didn't stay with your organization. They left, sometimes unexpectedly, and sometimes some of the people that are close to you that you thought would be around forever. How do you deal with when someone that's really good leaves your organization without taking it personal?
1: That's a really hard question because I think initially, when it first happened, when I first had a team member leave, I really did take it personally. I cried, I was really sad. And then I thought to myself, wait a minute, you got to fill this role. Crying is not going to fill the role. (laughs) person most of the time. So I would get it out, move along. And now what are you going to do about it? What are you going to change about it? One thing that our team recently did that I think was very helpful is we started reading this book that was recommended by another dental friend called The Energy Bus. Yes. And the team loves it. So I think I might make that a requirement of if you want to work here, I need you to read this book before you even step into here, because this is the type of culture we want. We want this positive energy, how to uplift each other. Everybody's got baggage. Everybody has personal things going on, but we need to be able to lean on each other. We've even started to where we're going to print out little bus tickets and saying, you know what? You're having a tough day. Here's an energy
0: bus. <laughs> yes. <Come on." laughs> yes. Yes. Very creative. It's, I love that you're saying, Shivani, that I, it's really the CEO's role or the leadership role to create the culture. And if you're not intentionally creating the culture, it does exist. So why not invest time to create a culture that's going to be the most effective for you? And that doesn't mean you hire people because I hear a lot like people say, I want to hire people that fit into our culture. I'm 50-50 in that space because I think sometimes you got to be careful that you're trying to make everybody fit into who you are. Sometimes you want people that's different than you are to come and make your culture even better than what it is. So don't get boxing that they have to fit like a robot into everything that you do bring someone in that's different. Like Shivani said, she ran out there and caught the person that dropped off her resume. She hired some people that came from veterinarian. She's always looking at, what is it that I can do different that's not the normal that will make us better? So think outside the box, do something creative and innovative, I think will help us as well. So when you think about that time, how did you get over not taking it personal? Because it, when you're the owner and someone leaves, Oh, it feels real personal.
1: So I started thinking about it and I was like, this is their decision. They're allowed to make decisions. If they're not happy in a position, if it's because of their personal life or a commute or whatever the reason is, sometimes leaders, we will make, we may never know what it is. Maybe they didn't like their coworker, or it could be a variety of things that it was like, this isn't my, unless I've done somebody wrong, of course, recognize mistakes. You have to recognize mistakes. But I think having an open door with your team members. The door's open to talk and it's their, it's their decision. Nobody's stuck anywhere. And I'm all about growth. I've had several team members that have left our office to go to dental school. And as hard as that is to have that kind of turnover, go live your passion, go live your dream, figure it out. And if it doesn't work, the door is always open again here. I like when yes. you good terms because- Go investigate, see what you want to do out there in the world. And if there's another position back here for you, come back. Yes,
0: I love that you keep the door open. And I love that you are actually inspiring people to go after their dream because you're living your dream, yeah. your practice, you're doing exactly what you wanted and you're enjoying that. And I think that's an important for leaders. Allow people to live their dream and sometimes they can live it through you. So make an opportunity for people to achieve their dreams. What advice would you share with female leaders that are listening to us today? And we know it's a challenge oftentimes because we're not all the way there yet. We haven't done as much as we could do for our female leaders that are in organizations. What advice would you share with a female leader that may be struggling, whether it's corporate America, running a business, or whether it's in the community?
1: I think the biggest thing I would say is ask for help. I think oftentimes us as female leaders, we feel like the burden is so hard on us and we have to take care of everything and we have to do everything and we have to act a certain way. No, you can be human. Ask for help when you need it. Because oftentimes when we have frustrations, we tend to bottle them in and then we may just explode. And that's not professional.
0: Yes. <laughs> not yeah. professional.
1: Ask for help. Going leading through COVID has been extremely difficult. Ron, you and I have talked so much. Oh my gosh, like we talked more than we probably ever did when we weren't even allowed to see each yes. other. Yes. But it was there were times. I remember when I texted you, I was like, Ron, I'm having a tough time right now. I really need your help. The situation happened help me out. And you essentially, you knew I had the answer. You just helped me pull it out of myself. So I think it's finding somebody to lean on. I have a lot of dental colleagues that I lean on and I think it's amazing. So Find people in your profession. You are friends. You are not enemies. Please remember yes. that. Yes. Always, you all could elevate yourselves. For me in dentistry, everybody has, I don't know, 20 to 30 something teeth. There's plenty of teeth out there for us. If we <laughs> band together, we can really be such a force for our community.
0: <laughs> yes. I, I love the analogy. And that's coming from a dentist. So you know they're going to use the teeth analogy, right? Of course. Like you, Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> thank you. That was great marketing. So thank you for using that analogy. It was perfect. So when you start thinking about like you, what is for transparency for people you're doing well and you make it look really easy and i'm sure people have told you that before it has it been easy absolutely
1: not yeah and it's so funny because before you know the age-old joke dentists don't work on fridays (laughs) ha they used to get to me ron they used to bother me so much i'm like whatever man I chose my profession. And how do you know I'm not working Friday? Get out of here. And then I realized, you know what, sometimes growth in silence is so amazing, because the things yes. that I get to do on Friday are these leadership things, the growth, the organizational things. And that's what probably makes it look easy on a Monday morning, because the Fridays are the reset day to get all <laughs> that stuff done. So I like that you think it's easier, that it might look easy. But <laughs> trust me, guys, it's not easy. Anything fruitful and beneficial in your career is not going to be easy, but thank you. you. Yes. (laughs) Yes.
0: Thank you. And thank you for being transparent and sharing that it's not easy and anything worth having that's going to be fruitful and you're going to have to put in the work. You're going to have to put in the training. You're going to have to put in the education and the workshops and the seminars. It's amazing. When I ask people, people plan better for their vacations, then they plan for their career sometimes. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, they'll spend a year, like I'm headed to Hawaii and we're going to do, and they know a year in advance. But if you ask them a year in advance what they're going to do for their professional development, they don't have that on the calendar yet.
1: Might be time to spend that vacation time figuring that out then, I guess. Yes,
0: yeah. take time. to. Okay, what am I going to do in the next year? I can. Most people, they can tell you what they're going to do for spring break next year already. But if you ask them what they're going to do in spring of next year for their professional development, there's nothing on that calendar to reserve blocked out, don't touch. And I think we got to get better at investing in ourselves and taking care of our own professional development. Yeah, I will tell you, leaders are learners. So constantly learn something all the time. So how has, has mentoring and coaching played a role in you as a leader in your organization? How has it impacted you to have a coach or a mentor in your life?
1: Oh my gosh, I couldn't have done it without mentors and coaches. I remember the first two dentists that I worked for years ago, I still One of them, unfortunately, has passed away, but he was such a great mentor, such a great dentist, and he really cared, and he knew I was coming in with no knowledge, nothing, and he let me come and work in his office, and then I've worked for another office before I went to dental school, and she's just such a great mentor, and it's so nice to have her now text me that she's proud of me, and I'm like, well, you helped create me.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, Which is, you went out and sought those people out. You didn't wait till things went wrong. You decided, here's what I want. I got to go get up under somebody's wing, and someone's tutoring and mentoring, so I can actually learn what i need to learn so i can feel very confident of the skill set and the more confident you are the more competent you start learning things you become more confident so go learn as much as you can and find someone that you admire and ask them for help let them know come up on that umbrella and learn a lot so the question i want to be able to close with us is and then i'll make sure that we come around and see if there's anything i should have asked that i didn't ask that you want to share what is the greatest lesson you've learned from your parents that you're currently using today That makes you a better person, a better leader, a better business owner. Overall, what do you walk away? Because all of us come from the background of our parents somewhere. What have they given you that you will use for the rest of your life?
1: That's an interesting question because, of course, we pull so much from our parents and the older we get, the more we appreciate them. Of course, For us, our background, my parents moved from India to America and my dad was actually a chemical engineer and my mom had a nutrition background. She had a new bachelor's in nutrition, so very smart parents. And they came to America. My dad realized he can't be an engineer here because he has to go back to school. He decided to open a business. He opened up a gas station and convenience store and... We as kids hated having to go there, yes. work every yes. weekend, <laughs> stocking shelves and helping him with the books and doing all the stuff. I did not like it at all, but it hit me about probably seven or eight years ago. I'm so lucky my parents had that business because it has helped me run my own business. Yes. Subtly through some sort of like osmosis or whatever we're going to call yes. it. I absorb so much of what it's like to run a business and what it's like to do customer service and deal with sales reps and things like that. So a lot of that just, I'm so grateful for it. I don't think I would be the leader in the business owner I am today without that background as much as I hated it as a kid. Crazy yes. enough is one of the most beneficial things I could use in my life.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. I was on a call earlier in the week. One of the things we've noticed in our country is we haven't done a really good job of doing what your parents did for you, which is they didn't give you an option to serve in the business or to help in the business. It was a requirement to so you could learn something from it. And I think we've missed that market a, a lot because a lot of businesses, it's hard to get a family in your business. We'll allow our kids to say, we're going off here and going off there. And at a certain age, I think as much as you disliked it, you learned a lot. Right. I tell you that like me as an entrepreneur, my parents were business owners as well. They were like serial entrepreneurs. They're only like Ian and did four or five businesses at the same time. And I actually worked in those businesses. And I still use that stuff today that I've learned from my, my, my mother and learned from my father um, and just how to run a business and how to take care of people and how to be grateful and how to be humble, how to be hardworking and have a good work ethic. And so I think those things have really helped me run a business successfully since 2013. So thank you for sharing that. Is there anything that, that you would love to use as a nugget as people listen to you in our conversation? What would you leave with the audience?
1: I would say as a leader, work hard, hustle, do all of those things, but remain humble. You're never better than anybody else at all. Yeah,
0: yes. One final question that's not that that I think is going to be important for leaders that listen to us, Shivani. How important is it to have a work-life balance, some boundaries, so you can take the mental breaks you need to take? You can enjoy your personal life as well. It can't be all work. What would you share with people that haven't figured out how to make sure that they're having those breaks they need so they can take care of mental health?
1: It's extremely important. And it's interesting how I touched on the dental schedule of not working on Fridays, but It's almost like we knew as dental professionals that we cannot do that kind of work for five full days a week because it is taxing on our bodies. Self-care and work-life balance is so important. Every day I leave the office and I go to the gym because I want one hour of somebody telling me what to do and me not having to think. And it really helps me set up my life for when I get home. And yeah, sometimes I do work in the evenings and on the weekends and that's okay, but I also know the balance is so important. I sacrifice lunches sometimes just so that I can have my evenings free to be able to spend time as being a human. Because again, how do you connect with your team if all you're doing is working? You have nothing to talk about.
0: Yeah, so leaders, if you're listening, you have to take care of yourself. And I know we pour so much into the organization, pour so much into other people. Like it's important that if you don't take care of you, you won't have anything to pour out. So please take, take time and invest in yourself and go to the gym or go to your favorite sport or read or take vacations, go to the doctor and go to your dentist, take care of you. So that way you have an opportunity to be a a good resource for the people that are counting on you. So Shivani, once again, before we close out, how do people reach you or what's the best way to gain access to you and your organization?
1: Yeah, you can find us on our website, www.32dentalsc.com. We are also active on Facebook and Instagram. 32 Dental SC is our handle on both of those You can call our office, text our office. We're very reachable. So if you have any dental anxiety, come see us. I'm guaranteeing you, you'll love our team. Yes,
0: Giovanni, you've done phenomenal work here in Columbia, South Carolina. I'm proud to call you a friend. I'm proud to call you a colleague. I've worked many times with you and your client as well. Thank you for coming on the show and sharing so much information with us. And for everyone that's listening to us, again, this is Turning Point Leadership, moving from success to significance. And we're on every first and third Monday of the month. And I always promise to bring you a great interview with someone that's going to share their true opinions and their true personalities with you. So thank you for joining us again, Turning Point Leadership. And until next time, you guys have a wonderful, safe, and enjoyable day. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Turning Point Leadership with your host, Ron Harvey. We're so glad you joined us. Remember to join us every first and third Mondays and expect to receive real answers for real leadership challenges. Until next time, make a difference where you are and with what you have. There are those who are counting on you for effective leadership.